What's up, everybody? Welcome to the premiere episode of On the Edge with Slash. That's the man, Slash himself, Cordell Stewart. I'm Joe Serralo helping kick this thing off. Slash, how you doing today, boss? Joe, what's going on, brother? We finally got a chance to get this thing going. I'm really excited about it. You know, On the Edge with Slash has its its, its perks, right? Uh, being that I was Slash and uh, I played a game On the Edge. So, you know, and then having you here On the Edge with me. Uh, together, like one big happy family. We're going to try to make this thing work, brother. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. It's an honor to be on the edge with you, Slash. And before we jump headfirst into things, I want to remind everyone that this episode of On the Edge is brought to you by our partners at Believe, our partners at betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag and use that promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, for your 50% first-time welcome bonus. You can get the latest odds, lines, and developments at Bet Online. Right now, you can bet baseball. You can bet baseball futures after the trade deadline just ended. Get your World Series bets in. And, of course, what everyone wants to bet, NFL futures. The season's right around the corner. We're going to be talking a lot of it today. So head over to Bet Online and let the games begin. Slash, let's begin the show officially. The biggest news right now in not only the NFL cycle, but in the news cycle is everything surrounding Deshaun Watson. And look, it's a heavy topic. You know, there's a lot to deep dive into this, but on the surface level, you've got 25, 26 women coming out with these allegations against Deshaun. Judge Sue Robinson just suggested a six game suspension for Watson to start the season. The NFL and Roger Goodell are now pursuing an indefinite suspension that would be at least the entirety of the 2022 season. Man, what are your thoughts about everything that's going on surrounding Watson and, and this story right now? I mean, it's really crazy uh, to say the least, considering that Deshaun Watson ended up attaining a big deal, arguably the biggest deal in the National Football League. Uh, and it's guaranteed uh, on top of that, considering all of uh, the information swirling and surrounding him, uh, the question then becomes uh, what happens to the team when it comes to the morale of, 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 of the, the energy and what they can do. Um, you don't know for sure if he's going to be there. Uh, you have so many other quarterbacks. They're thinking about bringing Jimmy Garoppolo in. I mean, there's conversations you've heard uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo potentially being a piece that can come to the table to help out if, the suspension that's let put down by Roger Goodell is much longer than six games. Um, but being that there was a neutral judge and, and Susan Robinson, um, it, 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 it makes you wonder if those were the, the numbers put down for as the time being suspended, which was six games, was that enough? Some will say, heck no, it's not enough. Some say it should be indefinite. Um, but then you add on top of it, Roger Goodell, in the National Football League and their punishment that they're adding to it, obviously they're saying that's not enough. Let's say that. Uh, they're saying it's not enough. And it's unfortunate uh, for everyone in this case, uh, the women included. Uh, we don't know. We we hear from Deshaun Watson's camp that he's maintaining his innocence, uh, that he's done nothing wrong, but there's 25 plus women uh, that's had these accusations against him. I had an opportunity to meet Deshaun Watson I don't know him behind the scenes. I just met him up close in person. Uh, the energy I got from him was very positive, very good. Uh, but this is a situation where the numbers are so big, even if it's just one, but the numbers are so big to where it causes you to wonder 
what the heck truly happened considering. Uh, but you know the league is going to do their part. Um, it's a very delicate topic. Anything you say, you're wrong. You're not right enough. You're not wrong enough. Uh, and so to tippy-toe around it, uh, I think sometimes is, is, is the most gracious thing to do in moments and situations like this, considering the people involved. Uh, and not knowing everything exactly, you can only go off of the information that was put forth and knowing what was said and, and the suspension that's been given uh, through, the, through the system. But the National Football League is about to put the hammer down on it. And I guess we all can say we're anticipating uh, to see Deshaun actually not playing this 2022 season. So it remains to be seen what happens. We really don't know. It's all speculation in the sense of what's going to happen for Roger Goodell, but we know what's been put down that we know for sure that's six game minimum that he's going to be dealing with. And it remains to be seen how this thing moves forward, but you just hope all parties involved, especially the ladies, uh, the women that are coming up with these, uh, these accusations are, are okay, safe. Uh, you hope Deshaun Watson psychologically that honestly, he's still a human being that he's going to be able to be safe in this space because he's still standing on what he believes in and what he's saying is true. Uh, which is he hadn't done anything wrong uh, to then his teammates, you know, just having to deal with that energy, every player on the team, having to answer those questions. So um, it's unfortunate. You want to say, let's hurry up and get this thing over, but you have to allow it to do its, its time and do the due diligence to figure out what's really, really going on. And that's a bag that the Cleveland Browns inherited uh, by locking in on a guaranteed deal with Deshaun Watson that indicates they believe in his innocence. And, and, and we have to remain, you know, patient to see what actually happens. And that's going to be a hot topic swirling around in the AFC North. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, right? You can look at this and I want to take two angles. I want to look at this from the Cleveland Browns perspective and from the league perspective, because to me, starting with the league perspective, what really stands out is that the NFL has a chance here to make things right when it comes to how they handle player discipline especially when you know, you're dealing with issues of sexual assault or domestic violence. The league has mm -hmm. dropped the ball many times in, in recent history when it comes to disciplining players for either domestic violence or sexual assault. And mm -hmm. so you know, for, we've seen two game suspensions for, for domestic assault, four game suspensions. And when you see a guy like Calvin Ridley, now look, I know what Calvin Ridley did was you know, a clear violation of the NFL rules for players in gambling on, on the sport mid-season. But, you know, it's not like the guy was out there throwing games. You know, the right. guy was off, he was injured, he wasn't playing, and he bet a parlay on his team to win, on his teammates, right? And I know it's wrong, and I understand the suspension, but he got a full year. So it right. feels like for Deshaun... Immediately. Case, Immediately got a full right year. Off it wasn't even a waiting. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it feels like for Deshaun in this case, when you know, again, there's 25, 26 accounts of, of allegations coming his way. Six games seems way too light, in my right. opinion. And so I think Roger Goodell and the league are trying to make right on this. You know, look, you're, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers legend, Cordell. I mean, Pittsburgh quarterback Ben Roethlisberger got six games based off of one accusation. So for Deshaun, based off 25, 26 of them to get the same penalty that Ben got for one, Something mm -hmm. doesn't add up there. So I think I think the league yeah. pursuing a uh, you know heavier punishment is doing the right thing here. I think overall there has to be a level of consistency, right? Mm -hmm. um, what is 
the level of, let's just say, pain or or agony or or, or a disdained taste or just actually making the shield look a certain way uh, that causes you to determine what that number is. Six games. Like, but that's not the NFL when it comes to their judgment. Remember, they haven't put it down yet. So that's coming from the judicial system. That's not coming from the National Football League. Believe me, they're going to get that corrected (laughs) for justifiable reasons. They're going to get that corrected. They're going to make it right. Uh, when it comes down to making sure the shield is protected, protected, and also when it comes to the the the, the moral conflicts of of how players conduct themselves in the National Football League, you don't want to have those types of issues, right? You want to make it understood. If you do the crime, you got to pay the time. You got to do it, right? And 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 I say that figuratively, not literally, in a sense. When I say the crime, but whenever you go out to do things of of this magnitude, that can can, can put a lot of people in harm's way, whether it's the contracts and what you have with organizations to the league itself, to the teammates, to yourself. I mean, it's, it's all about conducting yourself in a manner uh, that's conducive to allow you to maintain the dignity and the morale of being a part of something that's special to a lot of players and which was a dream to play in the national football league. And that's just that just being a part of something that's so special. So I, you know, did the league drop the ball in this in this situation? They haven't put down the ruling yet. Yes. They, they, they haven't done it. So in all fairness, they're going through their due diligence to allow a neutral source to make the judgment, to, 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 to give it a fair chance and op- opportunity to be heard, which end up coming down with a six-game suspension. That's not the National Football League. So we have to stay tuned to, to see what Roger Goodell is going to do. And, and you better believe they're going to have their dancing shoes on. They're going to have their, their, their derbies on their heads and their, and their zoot suits, if you will, when it comes down to having a party on how they're going to show what they're going to do to this case to make sure it's understood that we did not drop the ball. So let's stand, you know, stay close to it as we all should, you know. And, and when I say, and I, and I say that in a way to let it be known that this is not over. The party is still going on behind the scenes on how they're going to handle this thing. You know, and I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that with the heaviness of understanding that potentially Deshaun Watson may not play this entire season, and we don't know how it may spill over into the 2023 season. So we're we don't know. So let let the games begin. Let the you know let let everything happen in the background that needs to happen to to see how this thing is going to go. And, and uh, we'll be invited to the to the event when it comes down to sitting down and, and hearing. Uh, the ruling on how long Deshaun Watson is going to be out. And, and I think it spills over into, which I think his party may say, well, we have owners who are out here that have a higher standard mm-hmm. that's only getting a slap on the hand. So there's a yep. lot of moving parts here when it comes to Mr. Kraft and his incident that happened, you know, yep. to now all of a sudden with the Miami Dolphins and, and the tampering uh, with a Sean Payton and, and, and a Tom Brady. You know, and, 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 you know, then you have Tua, Tua who's sitting here probably hearing this information. He's not – there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now that's not really in the space of, to me, that's in order to say, you know, what is fair and what's not fair. Because you have owners who are only having to pay $1.5 million, but we got guys who are being – and coming back in October. And, and some information that hasn't been talked about when it comes to – Mr. Crab there in New England, we forgot all about that conversation. Happened. 
that, that hasn't even existed yet. I haven't you know, forgotten about of, that. I haven't. Right. You know, it's, it's Cordell. I, I would not guess this is episode one of On the Edge because, man, you're you already right. you're amazing at segues because that was that was where I was going with that <laughs> in, in terms of consistency. Right. I mean, yes. I think that, that the the biggest hypocrite in this all is Bob Kraft because he's the one who came out and said after and again, great clarification there, not the NFL, but after Judge Sue Robinson suggested a six game suspension, Kraft was the first owner to voice his disappointment and say that the punishment needed to be more severe. But this is the guy getting on his private jet, going down to Florida, getting rubbing tugs. So hot calling a kettle black, if you will. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a double standard and Mm -hmm. because they know it's a double standard, they can say stuff like this. They can make those types of mistakes and it'd be okay. Mm -hmm. But yet when it comes to the players, it's almost as if they're being held at a higher standard because of maybe let's just say the public the public figure or the the celebrity of the player uh, uh when it comes to the teams it's almost like they're the ones that's so i'm not saying Deshaun watson doesn't doesn't get off the snide here if you will he's going to get what he has coming to him based on what the ruling is going to be with the national he's at the mercy of the national football league but the owners aren't at the mercy of the national football league why because the owners are the national they're Goodell's bosses yeah they're the bosses so when will the hammer be put down the right way. We need Thor in this thing. We need to get Thor to come in here. All right. We need to get Thor to get a little electricity coming from this thing and just, just lay it down and and let it be known. You're not going to get away with anything either. So, you know, I think until this thing get ironed out for us, the consistency of how we discipline all bodies. That's a part of the national football league. I think it's going to be an evident flow of how things are handled to where it's going to seem dysfunctional. You know, it's not going to seem, you know, got a guy who's betting he's suspended for the year, but another guy in this case, we don't know yet. But yet, being that Susie Roberts, who's the judge in this case, put down the hammer of six games, we're wondering, are we going to revisit this situation with Robert Kraft? Are we going to revisit this thing with the ownership in Miami? How are we going to handle those situations? Because I think some players, and as a matter of fact, the national, the NFLPA probably will come down and mention a few of these things because they're more about the players than they are actually the ruling in the national football league. And they put, they're protecting the players. And I think it's important that we put all of this stuff out here on the table and not, not disregard what happened with Deshaun Watson in that case, but he's maintaining his innocence. We find these other two parties guilty who are the owners. Yeah. There is no such thing as I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. They, they have evidence facts that all this tampering and the planes going, you know, do all the, you know, your things with these underage kids, you know, come on, man. You, you, you can't get away with it. I'm not going to let you get away with it. That's why we're yeah. on the edge here. That's why we're <laughs> on the edge here with this. We're Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about Stephen Ross. We're not going to let him get away with it. But before we dive into that, when you see things like the hypocrisy coming out of Bob Kraft or the corruption with Stephen Ross or just the sheer incompetence with Jimmy Haslam in Cleveland, Cordell, I mean, you were a Pittsburgh Steeler the majority of your career. How much of a breath of fresh air is the Rooney family? and having them lead the franchise? I, I would say this. That family, uh, I think, did an outstanding job of maintaining um, its true identity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when it comes to the Steelers, we know they're a blue-collar, hardworking community. If you know anything about the Pittsburgh Steeler area, uh, the Pittsburgh area, if you will, uh, to having the team having the same mentality and the model in which 
the Rooney family build this team. Um, it's the old-fashioned way. You earn it, right? And in the modern-day era, Chuck Noll, all the way up to now, Mike Tomlin, there's been three head coaches. Before that, there were two. So in the modern-day era, there's been three owners, three head coaches that come through that organization, which tells you about the consistency of what they believe in. They don't believe in just having a, a conveyor belt of coaches coming through. They believe in relationships and having someone be a, a, a true icon, if you will, or, or a, a figurehead, so to speak, when it comes to the identity of what the Pittsburgh Steelers organization is about. And it's about family, right? Yeah. And so being that that is the case, there was a situation with Ben Roethlisberger in his case there in Pittsburgh. That's not, that's not run from that. That's the facts. And it was handled and dealt with in a way where no one really talks about it anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but they handled it the way they needed to, and it was done. And there's nothing else you can really say or do to change how they operate in that city. Arguably the best run organization in all of sports. Yeah. All of sports. Yeah. I don't care if we go to baseball, we can go to basketball, wherever we choose to go. It's all over the place when it comes down to other organizations. New England had a great run over the last 10 to 15 plus years. Phenomenal run. And some of those runs were questioned. Question well, <laughs> absolutely. By the way, absolutely. Well, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Yeah, the Steelers, uh, the Steelers never had that controversy around their success. Never had that controversy. We never dealt with stuff like that. People are going to say, well, you lost. Just forget about it. No, I'm not forgetting about it. Because if, if you, you know, that's again, that's another topic to be on the edge another time. <laughs> but in this case, we're, you know, the Steelers organization don't run into those issues. You know, we, we, we nip things in the bud. And I say we because that's where it started for me in the National Football League. Even though I went to a couple other teams, you know, my DNA and my blood, you know, it's, it's entrenched in, in the black and gold, whether it's going back to Colorado even, just to tag it, you know, uh, to, to Pittsburgh. But you don't have those issues in Pittsburgh. And um, things get handled really fast. Things get handled well. The punishment comes down pretty hefty in Pittsburgh. We need it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't have our owners out there in the streets. Yeah. Okay, dwindling well, these kind of deals behind the scene, let alone flying places to do types those types of things to 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 put Roger Goodell in a tough place, knowing that he's representing all of the teams and owners to have to make him be under that type of scrutiny and pressure, which to me is not hard. But I understand when it comes to having to deal with having to lay the law, put the punishment down on the guys who run this league. I think it needs to be a hard conversation behind the scene. Dude, you can't do this. Yeah. You know, whoever it is, you know, you can't do this. You're, you're making my job tougher. You, you guys pay me a lot of money. Okay. However, don't, don't you be the reason. Okay. Or, or you be uh, the issue to where now we have to restructure how we philosophically approach all of these disciplinary actions that, that, that comes on my table because you're now having to come to the principal office. Brother Ross, you have to come to the principal's office, brother Crap. You have to come to the office and you have to see the principal and you have to be dealt with accordingly. Not these, uh, not the players that get the full Monty of come and see the principal, but yet the owners, get, we don't have that problem in Pittsburgh. 
no, 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 no. We no, don't. We no. don't have those issues. No. So I'm. I'm. You know, I could probably say being a part of Black and Gold is a, is a beautiful thing. It, it absolutely is. But Miami's got those problems, and you know, you you alluded to it several times with the tampering and flying people out. Stephen Ross trying to court Sean Payton and Tom Brady on the Miami Dolphins. I mean, first off, this just completely makes Brian Flores' suit fully legitimate. And, you know, Brian Flores is a guy who I wanted the Giants to go after to be the next head coach. I love Brian Flores. I think what he did in three years in Miami just exceeded expectations every single year. I thought it was phenomenal. And for Ross to go behind his back, to try to get Peyton, to try to get Brady, and to just handle things completely inappropriately he's suspended now through October 17th the Dolphins don't have a first round pick next year forget the fine a million and a half that's chump change for these owners but no first round pick next year for the Dolphins no 2024 third round pick and now an owner suspended through October 17th what does this do for a franchise that just made some big splashes in free agency Armstead Tyreek Hill they're looking to win what does this mean for the franchise well let's go to let's go to Brian Francisco uh, Flores, okay? Uh, he's been vindicated in my mind uh, when you look at what Stephen Ross has done and how he's conducting himself from an ethical standpoint behind the scenes. So there was a lot of people that said he's a rat. He's telling. No, he just handles himself in a certain way. And and it, followed, it spilled over into this situation with Sean Payton and Tom Brady tampering and trying to get those guys to come. You hear conversations about Tom Brady may have had opportunities to be a part of ownership uh, some stake into it or whatever. But, you know, to me, cases like this, how much are they happening behind the scenes? Like, this ain't the first time. This is not the first time we, we can honestly say, if you're a businessman, right, and you've seen, or there's one guy that's out here doing, you know, these unethical type things from a behavioral standpoint, do you think there's other teams that are actually probably doing this behind the scenes? You remember the Raiders thing when uh, John Gruden and oh, yeah. the information that he was sliding behind the scenes and, and emails and what caused him to not be the head coach of the Raiders anymore. So you better believe that a lot of this action is taking place in the National Football League. This is not the first time. It's just so happened Stephen Ross got caught. Yeah, okay? where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Well, where there's smoke, there's a, a, a boatload of fire, and this fire is not. If the smoke is not white, it's black, meaning that it's still burning, yeah. okay? It's not going out anymore. It's getting all the impurities out of that thing when it comes to, you know, the bad stuff that's a part of it. But, you know, you know, for Coach Flores, man, you, you have to be happy for him in this case because I know it was hard for him to to be on national television and and speak about, you know, the, the, the type of stuff that he was asked to do and, and, and how he believes in the game so much so to where – he couldn't take it. He couldn't hold himself because all of this happens. Then who actually actually get, ends up getting the blame? If they end up taking these games, he gets these $100,000, get $100,000 per game that he loses. Him. So now this screws up his, in my opinion, his credibility as a coach. So now he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we know. He's behind the scenes as an assistant coach with my organization, the Pittsburgh Steelers, that handle things above board in the right way. And Coach Mike Tomlin taking a chance on it and say, hey, you come in, be with me, bro. Like, this, this is not a problem. Come on in. We, we do things the right way around here. And he's going to get his opportunity, in my mind, to be a head coach again now that I think Stephen Ross has proven himself to not be an ethical owner and to just be fined $1.5 million dollars to then come back October 17th, the day after my birthday. I'm glad it's not on my birthday, October 16th. 
just so everyone who's listening want to send me a shout out. You can. October 16th, my birthday. But the next day after uh, uh, my born day, uh, he, he gets a chance to be a part of the National Football League again. And I, I just think, you know, Roger Goodell needs to look into this a little bit further. Um, a lot of what's taking place moving forward as far as the first round pick, I think in 2023 to the second or third round pick in 2024 mm-hmm. that they're not being, that's been taken away plus the money. It's affecting everything. I mean, I'm hearing in 2023 that that was a draft class for quarterbacks. And, and Tua, from what I'm hearing, was, was you know, they kind of say, well, he's gotten off. He's going to have an opportunity to go out and really succeed because there was a chance that there was a big class that was coming up of quarterbacks. Because, you know, everybody's always saying that, you know, he has all the pieces around him. He should do great. Hey, look, it's more than just a quarterback. It's more than just the pieces you brought in. Will this team be able to recover from what their owner has actually just done? And, and, and how much is that going to hurt them, period, just being able to drive properly? to do everything they need to do properly and not have this swirling. Now they may use this as, you know, as, as, as fuel, if you will, but I don't think you use it as fuel because it wasn't something that happened to someone. It was an act from the owner that was unethical that causes players to be like, well, if he could do this, well, should I be able to go out and, and possibly do something wrong and just have that slap on my hand? You know, so it, it just, it just brings a, you know, I think a, a thought of wondering, how this thing may transpire. But, you know, Miami, they've already had their issues for many years uh, when it came to how they were trying to find their identity to, I think, Coach Flores, he's done a good job of getting that team relevant and for us playing some really good football, a lot of part of why he was there. And, yeah, it was tough on him. Don't get me wrong. It was tough. But he stood the test of time, and, and the only reason he's not there is because of what happened behind the scenes. But, yet, he's with a better organization. And I think he's going to be fine. But Stephen Ross, he, he, you know, I think Roger Goodell needs to visit this again and put the hammer down a little bit more. Because if not, the NFLPA has a whole bunch of data and facts to show how the league has not been fair when it comes to judgment with owners, when it comes to their standard, which is much higher than all everyone because they're the owners, to then now the players having to get the treatment of how the owners should be treated. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, they're getting treated that way. So it remains to be seen on how that transpires. But I'm, 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 for me, when it comes to Stephen Ross and how he conducted himself with trying to do the behind the scenes things to to bring other players and former coaches and, 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 and active players into their organization uh, to see Coach Flores, I think get and become vindicated in this case. You know, that's what it's it, it kind of it's bigger than that, right? It's bigger than Stephen Ross getting caught doing this. This is a behavioral thing, right? And to have Coach Flores in the midst of it, I think on the on the back end for me, he's vindicated. And I and I know he walks around with his chest up, which I think he did anyway, and proud of himself, made a statement of how hard it was for him to actually act on doing this, mm-hmm. but he thought it was the ethical thing to do. And I think right now, because of uh, the grace and mercy that he had in moving forward with doing it and how he handled it, I think he's being vindicated now so he can actually walk around on the field there in the trove where they're having camp right now feeling really good about himself. And Steve Ross has to, you know, he probably doesn't feel it because it's, I mean, it's just $1.5 million. It's just the first pick in the next draft and maybe a third rounder. And the, you know, their first round pick and then the third round pick 
uh, the next year after 2024. So, I mean, it's okay. Forget about it. <laughs> hey, you're working in a little forget about it for the Italian. Well, forget, about it. <laughs> forget about it. Slash, yeah, forget about it. Great stuff, man. I can't believe how quickly a half hour went by, Slash. This was great. What a debut episode. Congrats on your debut of On the Edge. I can't wait to do it again sometime. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.